Hi, and welcome to Inglewood Presbyterian Church in Kirkland, Washington. We are a church for the neighborhood. Whether you're a local neighbor or from far away, all are welcome here. We are pleased to present to you our weekly Sunday sermons. Our head pastor is James Cuman, and you can find more information about us on our website at inglewoodpc.org. So today we are, uh, we are, I, we are inviting you to pack your bags and get ready to go on a sabbatical or a pilgrimage in terms of how you might even join with James and you as a congregation might be learning and discovering along the way. And so today's scriptures uh, talk about a pilgrimage, about a sabbatical, and Carol is going to help you get into the the drama of the scriptures. And I want you to uh, be ready for the the Matthew two passage because there's some scary parts in it. Ready? Jesus. 
With joy, they opened their bags filled with expensive gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and gave them to Mary and Joseph to help pay the family expenses. Because the Lord had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod, they took an alternate route, allowing them to return home safely. Luke 5, 15, and 16. The news about Jesus' life, teaching, and healing spread like wildfire. Massive crowds followed him in hopes of being healed. And after these miracles, Jesus often slipped away to lonely, quiet places where he prayed. Thank you, Carol. And I invite us to, to pray together as we uh, seek to take the applications of these scriptures for us for this week. <clears throat> Lord, uh, would you be the one to be our teacher this day? especially as we grapple with the subject of time. You're the creator of each day, and yet we find so much confusion about time. And we pray these things in your name. Amen. Well, some of you are probably wondering, what does Sabbath sabbatical mean? And maybe lots of you haven't been on a sabbatical, and you're thinking, well, gee, our Pastor James is going on a sabbatical, and uh, what in the world is that? Good question. Sabbatical comes from the, <clears throat> from the word Sabbath. Remember the Ten Commandments? Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy? Six days we work, seven days we rest, we worship. That's what it means to remember the Sabbath. And so a sabbatical is an extended time that in our denomination is awarded to pastors to be absolutely away from the usual work of pastoring in the life of any human church. So it's about time and it's about being away. My wife and I, my wife Margie and I, have had the privilege of being on a sabbatical together. So when I was pastor at Trinity Presbyterian in Anchorage, I had been there about 10 years and I was given a, a sabbatical for about three months. She worked for a mission organization in Europe and they too were given but we began it this way, and this illustrates sabbatical in terms of being quiet and listening, worshiping, resting. We decided instead of getting on an airplane and flying from Anchorage to the lower 48 or to Europe, we would drive the Alcan Highway. We had never been on it before. And we needed to be in the San Francisco area the next Monday noon for a week-long conference. We left Anchorage the Monday noon before and drove the Alcan Highway. It was such a good idea. Maybe you've been on it, but if you haven't, the, the, the highway 
so quiet. And it's so vast. You can see forever. And then along the way is all that wonderful black light. Both she and I were leaving very, very intense jobs. And suddenly, we were in quiet. And it was such a wonderful spiritual beginning for our sabbatical because, for example, Psalm, Psalm 46 says, Be still. Be quiet. Shh, shh. Turn off the media. Turn off the noise. Psalm 46, be still and know that I am God. And that's part of what a sabbatical is intended to do, is to provide for a pastor a, an extended time to hear the Lord, to know the Lord, and for oneself as a pastor to connect even more strongly with the Lord. And the, the passage you heard today from, from Luke's Gospel was the account of Jesus doing the same. The crowds were following him like wildfire. You know, everyone was coming and the people were being healed and restored and regenerated because of Jesus. That's great. And then it says, he went off to a quiet place and he prayed. I mean, that's sort of even countercultural to countercultural to us. You know, we would, you know, just stay in the crowd and keep all the action going. And no, he understood the idea of Sabbath rest, and that's the word that is behind sabbatical. Well, as we look at that word, and, and, I, and I'm inviting you all, myself included, to take a virtual sabbatical along with James. It's going to be a time of spiritual nurture, emotional healing, reconnecting with the Lord, and I'm inviting us to do the same. As I set that invitation to you, I want us to look at the subject of time. You know, they say that when they say when they when you're in seminary and you go you go to preaching classes, you're supposed to preach on on nice topics, not not you know topics that are too volatile. Well, time. Trust me, time is a volatile subject. We are dealing with time all the time. <laughs> oh, let's see, it's uh, 11.27, I've got uh, three more minutes for this, I, I better hurry, and time, time, time. And so behind the idea of sabbatical is you set the clock away, and you are driven by the clock. Here's a statistic about time and us, Americans. It says, 
we spend 59 hours per year waiting for the red light to turn green at the intersection. Or we spend um, we spend five years of our life span lifespan waiting in line. And that all connects with the subject of time. Well, as James goes on a sabbatical, as we prepare to go on a sabbatical as well, there's some insights about time. First of all, the scriptures speak, <laughs> they speak so much about time. They begin in the Psalms by saying, Psalm 118, rejoice, celebrate, have a party. Because today, June 27th, these 24 hours is God's creation. And I ask you as you listen to that scripture, have you ever met another person, another human being who created a 24-hour day? And if you have, uh, we need to talk afterwards. <laughs> it says that right now, even at 11.30, it says this is all of God's unique creation, a special gift to you and me. And therefore, it says, live it to the fullest. The other quote about time that I found so helpful, I learned it from one of the elders at First Presbyterian San Mateo, rising in from Pennsylvania. The quote says, and I've applied it so often to me, the past is a canceled check. The future is a promissory note. But the present is cash in hand. Thus, all we have is the present moment. And how might we live in the present and live it to the fullest? And all of that comes under the sabbatical or Sabbath heading. In fact, the New Testament is useful in its New Testament Greek words for the subject of time. It has two Greek words, and they're sort of familiar to us. One is chronos, and chronology is our word, or we read the chronicle to find out what happened yesterday in the news. So chronos in the New Testament simply refers to the ticking of the clock and moving from here to there. But the second word is kairos. And kairos speaks of pivotal moments, life-changing events. And part of what is intended in a 
sabbatical or in a Sabbath is that it be a kairos moment, one that really impacts us so that we are different because of that. It's all about time. So as we prepare to connect with one another, I leave with you the passage out of Matthew 2. Because I'm inviting us together to look at what a sabbatical is, what it means to stop from the busyness, even for 30 minutes. Be still and know that I am God. I'm inviting us to connect with that, to be on the sabbatical as well. And the similar word we're using is pilgrimage. And pilgrimage means some kind of travel toward a specific destination in which there is learning and growth and development for me. And so Carol read to you from the gospel, the story of the wise men. And we could say there must have been some wise women in that group too. But those folks went on a pilgrimage. Now imagine the pilgrimage. We don't know the exact distance, three, four hundred miles. <laughs> like the pictures show, probably on the backs of camels. And there were no Motel 6s. There were no Burger Kings. There were no fast food restaurants along the way. But they had one agenda. And that was follow the star in order to find the Christ child. What? To worship him. And the passage points to the idea of spiritual growth, renewing our soul, connecting more with the Lord in the midst of all kinds of busyness that's around us. That's what their agenda was. And they wanted to ultimately get to the place where child was and it says that when they found him they walked in and fell prostrate on the floor in worship and a quick word about what they did in the French Bible the word for worship is adore our English adore and we can say I just adore my dog you know or my a woman would say her new dress, a man new suit, new car, I adore them. And, and so the question would be, then where, like we see the ones, where is Jesus on our adoration scale? Is he down here at number 25, below our car and our dog? Or the wise man? Obviously, and Jesus said, number one, on their adoration scale. They took time. That's our big subject today under Sabbath. 
and sent time. They took weeks and weeks in order to finally get to the Christ child and to worship him. So my invitation is that we be intentional in using this sabbatical time that James will be on for us to deepen our connection with the Lord. And deepen it, one of the ways we deepen it is simply as the psalm said, be still. You know, in fact, I dare me and you to have a time each day where we can literally hear the quiet and have that time of listening Amen. Yeah.